0: i so awesome. hey.
1: Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time still, as we will be talking NFL Wild Card Weekend, this time a little bit earlier than usual that we uh, that we do. Uh, joining me today is Craig Needles. How's it going, Craig? Good, thank you. All right, good to have you. And also joining us today is the man who's right 51% of the time, Bill Needles. How's it going, Bill?
2: It's a hell of a claim to fame. It's going well.
1: <laughs> it's actually true. You are the man who's right 51% of the time since we've been doing <laughs> this podcast, so good on you. Craig. Craig's at 47, and I'm at 48, so we just got to do a little bit better, get over that uh, 50% threshold. But, you know, the fact that we are we have a big enough sample size and we're all hovering around 50% picking spreads sounds about right. But, yep. Bill's the only one making money right now, <laughs> as far as the three of us go. So uh, everybody listen to him until further notice on this podcast. Um, so wild card weekend is up, and we are we know what the first round matchups are, but with your guys' permission, I'd like to go through and talk about some of the teams that have been that have not made the playoffs and uh, what the heck they got going on before we uh, get into. A little bit before we get in depth on the on the wild card matchups, you guys okay with that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so Arizona Cardinals. I mean, not much going on there other than they, they fired Steve Wilkes, which I think is a smart idea. Uh, they should have fired more people than Steve Wilkes. Okay, so that's your take on this, Craig. That's, that's yes. basically what I was leaning to. I like that. Uh, care to explain yourself as to why you believe um, that? Uh,
3: Kimes built a good roster in the past, but. Uh... Uh, I don't don't understand what has gone on in the recent last few years here that makes you believe that he's someone who's going to be able to turn the situation in Arizona around. What about, like, they basically put Josh Rosen in as bad a situation as you can for a rookie quarterback based on how bad that offensive line was, how ridiculous the scheme was, how dated the scheme was. Uh, And Steve Keim has to eat some of the blame for that, I think. So if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I'm thinking, you know what? This guy does not need to be the general manager of this team anymore.
1: Yeah, I I, I think I agree. I I just Cardinals are going to be picking first this year. What do you think? What do you think they do with that?
3: Uh, I I, I would expect that they just take Nick Bosa and call it a day. Okay. Um, I understand that there's going to be the the thought process of, oh, maybe if some team wants to move up to get a quarterback. (coughs) Sorry, we got to edit that out. (laughs) It's all right. No, go ahead. Leave it in there. (laughs) Uh Um, Maybe if some team wants to move up and get a quarterback, then Arizona can auction off that pick. Um, Which, like, sure, I guess that that's possible. I just don't know if there's going to be a Jared Goff-style auction this season. Yeah. I don't know who that quarterback is. I watched the Missouri bowl game just to sort of get a sense of of Drew Locke. I've watched him play against Florida this year, but I I want to get a little more sense of Drew Locke. I, I think he's all right, but I don't think he's someone you take with the first pick.
1: Yeah, I, I don't get the sense that there's a, a Baker Mayfield esque guy or or like a like a RG three esque guy where there's just so highly touted that you're going to be able, that that Arizona could move that pick for a. Boatload of, of picks. Let me ask yeah, you this:
3: Yeah, and not Dwayne Haskins either. I think Dwayne Haskins mm-hmm. is fine I think if he's a top ten pick, sure. But if you're giving up a boatload to get him first round, your uh, first overall, rather, you're probably making a mistake. So uh, the Cardinals need a guy like Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. the best player in the draft. Is a guy that fits a, a need for your team. Just go take him.
1: Yeah, that's. I, I think I agree with you on that one. Now, just a, a hypothetical here: If Arizona, uh, if there was a a, a highly touted quarterback like I can't miss quarterback prospect coming out. Would you draft one if you were the Cardinals?
3: No, I think okay. that I, I think that you have to give Rosen more than what you gave him this year to and have a proper coach. evaluation. And Yes. Yeah. That. Give him a
2: situation where he could be successful
3: and see if he can be. Yeah. Right. And look, look look we've seen it like I know everyone's gonna use this example all the time when a first year quarterback has a lousy year. And it's not always going to turn out to be the case. But when you go from Jeff Fisher as your coach mm-hmm. to Sean McVay, what you're able to do as an NFL quarterback is it, significantly different. Yeah, And, yeah, so the the Jared Goff example, people are going to use a ton. And I don't know if it's going to apply in every situation, but when you've got a bad scheme with – look, there are some okay skill position guys on that offense, but the scheme was bad and the line was bad. If you have those two things working
1: against you, you're not going to be a successful rookie quarterback in this league. Yeah, I completely agree. It was just so bad in Arizona this year, and, and it, it just reflected in the play. They were by far the worst team in the National Football League, which is insane to say because the Raiders were also a team that played in the National Football League this year. And the Raiders are somehow picking fourth, yeah. which is, is bizarre. <laughs> that's, just, that's tiebreakers for you. Oh, yeah, all those weird wins. That Well, it was also those weird wins, although the, the, the win against Pittsburgh, I think— you know, the Oakland fans kind of, they get to kind of look at that one and go, (laughs) right? Yeah, I'm sure they do. So, I mean, is that worth two or three spots in the draft? Probably not, but I don't know. They got three other first rounders, so uh, I'm sure they'll do all right. Um, Atlanta Falcons, not really much coming out of their uh, camp other than apparently Arthur Black's getting a divorce today. Um, Well, Sarkeesian's fired. Sarkisian was hard? Oh man, I must have missed that. Well, that is probably good. <laughs> I would, yeah, I, I would think so. Um, so uh, I, like the, the, the Falcons were
3: eighth in offensive DVOA this year with mm-hmm. a banged up offensive line.
1: Yeah, I don't know if
3: that necessarily screams fire coordinator. Yeah, God, so, that's many, that, so many injuries I, for them too, right? So now most of the injuries were on defense, but the, their offensive line took mm. a little bit of beating this year. The 2016 year. The, Kyle, the last Kyle Shanahan season, of the year where they were clearly and far and away the best offense in the league, mm-hmm. they started the same five offensive linemen every game. That is not what has happened to the Falcons the last what couple was
2: of years. I mean, you got to look at that red zone percentage, though, and think, how many times did they turn the ball over? How many times did they settle for three? Like, Yes, they Ryan racked up a lot of yards, but they did not have a great season from an offensive point of view as far as I'm concerned.
3: Yeah, well, there's always the thing with the Falcons is, oh, they could be better. They should be better, um, and I think a lot of that comes down to that 2011, that uh, 2016 season where they were setting records all over the place. Yeah. Um, the the Falcons were uh, when it comes to the red zone touchdown percentage, eleventh in the NFL.
1: Should the Detroit Lions take a pick at Steve, Take a look at Steve Sarkeesian, Craig.
3: Yes, if I were, if I were them, I'd be happy to yeah, do that.
1: Why the heck not? Can they just fired they they fired Jim Bob Jim Bob Cooter? Not. Uh... Not about an hour and a half ago, allegedly. Yeah. Now the but, yeah.
3: the Lions finished twenty fourth in uh, in mm-hmm. red zone percentage. So all the people complain about what Atlanta did. I think that if you're the Lions, you'd be happy to get up to eleventh.
1: Yeah, that's true. Ah, uh, God, not great. Falcons picking fourteenth this year. I'm sure they'll find they'll 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 find something that they need. They mostly need offensive line help. Buffalo Bills. Um, Pick a ninth because of all these like weird wins that they got, despite having one of the worst offenses of recent memory. How, where do you feel? How do you feel about Josh Allen right now, Craig? Um, I I'm still concerned about the accuracy.
3: I think you okay. have to be. Yeah. The scrambling has been a delightful bonus. Mm-hmm. But how are you not concerned about the accuracy?
1: Would you give a? Would you, if you were the Buffalo Bills, would you think about maybe trying to bring in a guy like Teddy Bridgewater or something like that? No. No? Just stick with Josh Allen. You've invested
3: invested this into Josh Allen. Basically, they decided to not have a first-round pick the year that they could have drafted Patrick Mahomes in order to trade up to get Josh Allen. That's essentially the trade. Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. I don't know if that's something that if I, I would be doing if I were an NFL team at this point. I don't, think any, I don't think everyone else would agree. However, Josh Allen is a quarterback on a rookie contract for the next three seasons or maybe four if you want to give him his option here. Either way, this is your guy. You have put this much into him, and I, I know it sounds foolish, but you put this much into him. And I don't see anything like, yeah, the accuracy is a question. But he played well enough that you have to see if you can improve that. He does enough things that you have to see, hey, can we make this better for Josh Allen or that better for Josh Allen? Uh, I'm surprised the Bills aren't one of the teams that uh, had a coach firing, to be honest. I think that mm-hmm. I'm going to start Nathan Peterman voluntarily to play an NFL game is a fireable offense. Yeah. Uh, and they've done that each of the last two seasons. So I, I'm i surprised that Sean uh, that McDermott kept his job. Um, nonetheless, you, you, Josh Allen's your guy. And there, we didn't see nearly enough in year one for you to want to run screaming from the building. Uh, you're not taking a quarterback high in this draft. And you're not giving any money to a quarterback this offseason. Or at least you can maybe give a backup quarterback money. But I, I think that Teddy Bridgewater will probably do a little bit better than that.
1: Carolina Panthers lost seven of eight games to end their season, ruining a 6-2 and two start that they had. Despite all of that, Ron Rivera is expected to return i was a little surprised that they didn't get rid of him um you know i've come on this podcast a couple times and i've said that i think that they're currently focusing way too much on defense um
3: well that didn't work this year
1: no and and they also they don't have the horses that they did the year they went to the super bowl and and ended up losing to your broncos craig but uh i it's also just like you've got cam newton you've got Christian, here's the thing. Christian I think we could right? put
3: together a pretty good argument that if Cam Newton didn't bang up his shoulder against yeah. Pittsburgh in that Thursday night game, they're probably in the playoffs right now. and The Eagles are sitting at home.
1: Fair, which is why they haven't gotten rid of Ron Rivera. Which, which I, I think, I which get, is yeah. like you know, okay, when when I had
3: my franchise quarterback healthy, I was six and two.
1: Yeah, I think that's a yeah.
3: that, that's a legit, decent way yeah. to present. I'm keeping my job, and here's why.
1: Yeah, very very legit. And Ron Rivera has been, but like, ooh, I mean. Uh, a couple of weird wins early in the season too, like they had that Giants win, and there is another one in there that I'm I'm current that is currently escaping me. Uh,
3: yeah, no, but, I understand like, yeah, it. the you. Eagles win that they, they lucked out on too. Yeah, but um, they they had some games in the streak where they lucked out the other way. So
1: yeah, that's I I completely agree with you. You can't. Yeah, it's just I I just the way the league's going. If I was running the Panthers, I might have used this little uh, slump here at the end. As an excuse to maybe move away from Ron Rivera and and kind of move to a more because I mean well, you got Camden, so
3: who's the guy that's 30. out there right now that you think oh, is
1: I, oh I don't know off the top of my head. and
3: I'm like, not, not saying that I'm not saying that, saying that you're saying that there's someone who's much better than Ron Rivera no but if you if you're the Panthers and you're firing Ron Rivera you have to say to yourself okay there's someone we can hire yeah who's better than this. I'm just not quite sure who that guy is.
1: True, I mean, like I'm I'm not as in depth with the college and like the offensive coordinators in college and whatnot, who who are the, you know, the big uh, movers and shakers as far as as far as college goes. But you know, like that would have been kind of my wheelhouse. But I don't know if I would have done anything drastic, like hey, let's fire Ron. Like I wouldn't have fired Ron Rivera without a plan, right? <laughs> would right. would have been the exactly factor, exactly.
3: That's kind of my I theory just, on it too. Yeah, is-
1: I just think I just think that if you've got like a combo like Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton, boy, you've got to like you you you've you've got to have like, and I realize this is like a silly example, but you've got to try to find your Sean McVay, right? And and just mm-hmm. yeah, just but I, and I,
3: I agree that you try you mm-hmm. maybe you're trying to find that guy as a coordinator. You find mm-hmm. the Washington version of Sean McVay because. You don't know if you're going to find the LA version of Sean McVay. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I think a lot of NFL teams want to find their Sean McVay. I don't think there are, I don't think there are many Sean McVays about.
1: That's true. Yeah. Obviously. Which is why you know that's a That's a silly example and whatnot. But but it's, you know, it's the go-to example, same as your Jared Goff one from earlier. But uh, yeah. that might just be. That's obviously going to be a, a, a rare situation. Um, Marvin Lewis out for the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, it finally happened. It was kind of like. Six years in the making, finally happened. Uh, I don't, other than that, weird Antonio Brown possibly becoming a Cincinnati Bengal. Like, I just. Really? Well,
3: let's, I don't think that the Steelers would do that. And here's the thing that we have to think about the Antonio Brown situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: His cap hit next year, if he's not on the Pittsburgh, if he's on the Pittsburgh Steelers is $22 million. Yeah.
1: Jumps if he's seven, not. Jumps from yes. seven.
3: If he's not on the Pittsburgh Steelers next year, mm-hmm. Antonio Brown's cap hit is $22 million. That is all guaranteed money that Antonio Brown has already put in his pocket mm-hmm. for next season. The Steelers get zero cap relief by trading this man. Mm-hmm. Zero. You can't have 20 million dollars of dead Antonio Brown money on your cap. You've got to just find a way to smooth things over. Yeah, I suspect they will.
1: Yeah, I think I
3: agree.
2: Um, And if they're taking the same cap hit either way, they're better off letting them sit on the bench.
3: I, I think that the Steelers believe they can win the Super Bowl next season, whether that's foolhardy or not. I really believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers fancy themselves as a contender. And perhaps rightfully, they might be saying, you know what, we really got unlucky down the stretch
1: there. They uh, choked though. Like, they oh the like, like, the the games against Denver and the games and Oakland, against Oakland. Yeah, have won. yeah, absolutely. I mean they they were it was a classic season of they played up and they played down to their competition, which is why honestly the, the the number one team I think as far as I don't know if you guys noticed this but I I noticed it on my end the Pittsburgh Steelers were so good to me this year as far as taking them against the spread. Like if they were playing a good team and they were getting points, they were they played up to the up to the competition of that team and kept it close and covered. If they were playing a crappy team like Oakland and were giving 14 points, and I usually took those 14 points, the Steelers were so good to me and they'd play like crap. And in a lot of cases, they would lose to the teams that were they were laying two touchdowns to. to right?
3: Put for, put this together an example: the last two weeks of their season. Mm-hmm. They lost by three in New Orleans against the Saints. That, to me, is the hardest game you can play in the NFL this season. Yeah. At the Superdome. Mm-hmm. They won by three at home against Jeff Driscoll and a really, really injured Bengals team. Yeah, exactly. That might be as easy a game as you get in the NFL this season. Yeah. <laughs> so led. And they needed it, and they scraped it out. Got so, yeah.
1: Question for you, Bill. Yep. Um, I asked Craig this uh, via the text message, and I I will propose it to you, and the people listening can go ahead and answer it for themselves. But imagine you are the aforementioned up-and-coming hotshot college coach or offensive coordinator that everybody's looking after, and they're going to give you a head coaching job. And you are offered two head coaching jobs for the 2019 season, the Cleveland Browns (coughs) and the Green Bay Packers. Which job do you accept? (sighs)
3: i the fact that you didn't instantly answer is kind of yeah that tells you all all you need to know Mm
2: -hmm. uh, i still take the green bay gig i think that's probably a better gig um i think they just needed a new coach but uh, yeah the fact that i had to hesitate and think about it because three years from now (laughs) cleveland might be better than green bay
3: i i think i think think that i think that that number might be one year from now i think that in september 2019 the browns will probably have a better like if baker mayfield progresses well this offseason and continues to look as good as he did in the last few weeks as soon as they got out of the specter of hugh jackson um he's obviously not going to be as good as aaron Rodgers, but at all the other positions i think i'd rather have except maybe wide receiver adams is clearly better than anyone cleveland's got and
1: Cleveland got a pick right. though, right? Like, like, uh, what's their pick this year? Oh no, they don't have. a Do they have a pick?
3: No, they don't have anyone else's. Oh no, they got
1: seventeen. Year. I mean, maybe there's a wide, maybe there's a hot shot wide receiver yeah, there. Maybe, maybe. no. All I'm
3: year, saying then. is, at basically every position other than quarterback, yeah. the Browns are better.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And quarterback, the gap might be narrowing because I love Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I just,
3: Keneal um, Harry would be perfect by the way. At seventeen for Cleveland. Arizona State receiver. That's just, but that's just totally spitballing.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I actually wouldn't be surprised to see Cleveland maybe take a shot at wide receiver in the first round. That wouldn't be, uh, or Nikhil Harris. Yeah. yeah, that wouldn't be too silly. But I just, man, that Cleveland Browns job. Is, and and think about it, like just the Green Bay uh, Cleveland perspective from this, from just from this angle. If if you go. If you go ten and six next year with the Cleveland Browns, if you're if you're the, the 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 hot guy who comes in, you go ten and six. You're basically a god in the city of Cleveland. Yeah. You go ten and six in Green Bay. They're gonna be like, okay, so, <laughs> right? Like, did you make playoffs? <laughs> no. Oh, like, so ten and six? You didn't you didn't even get in? Or it's like, oh, so we didn't we didn't have a first round? We we just we were on the road in the wild card. Oh. Okay. Like, so, from that perspective, I would also take the Browns' job, because, I mean, obviously the bar is going but I just flat out think the their reason, situation though, is better.
3: They, I, I think the Cleveland situation is that there's more talent, too. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why the expectations are higher in Green Bay, Wisconsin. They are in Cleveland, Ohio, and that is because of the organization's infrastructure. Absolutely. And well, I think that the Browns have some people in place right now who are making good decisions, um, that... The, 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 what what might happen with the Browns is the whims might go a little bit differently, obviously. So uh, it just it's it's the Browns uh, are
2: more likely to crumble than the
0: Packers.
3: Yes, I would say that too. And here's the thing: you're you're just you're going to have Aaron Rodgers for the next few years. Uh, I would take the Cleveland job if I was being offered both. But if are those of of the of the teams looking for head coaches, those are the two jobs you
1: want the most, I think. Denver Broncos, Craig um, Vance Joseph out. Uh, when, are yep. we, when is Elway just going to head down to the sidelines and, and start coaching the team? When are we going to uh, start? When are we going to stop dancing around this? I oh, I hope it happens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I really feel like he wants to. Like I really yeah. feel like Elway wants to go down there and just start like barking orders.
3: Um. Yeah, I I was surprised that Vance Joseph wasn't one and done after the debacle of last season. Mm. There are a couple of games that uh, I'm not going to say he directly cost the Broncos, but they probably would have won if he was a better head coach. The Houston game, the Oakland game. Um, You get one more, all of a sudden you're 9-7 right there in the AFC playoff hunt. Uh, It was pretty pretty lousy here, what happened with Vance Joseph. Um, He had to go. He had to go. Uh, so, uh, like there's people talking about Vic Fangio being the Broncos next head coach. I think that if you could talk me into that, if you had Vic Fangio as your head coach and Cliff Kingsbury as your offensive coordinator, some sort of combination like that, I'd be fine with, um, you know, people say, oh, Vic Fangio has had this resurgence cause he has Cleo Mack. Well, Denver has Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. So like they've, they've got some dudes about, uh, I'd. I'd be very excited if Vic Fangio is the Broncos' next head coach. We'll see. Uh, Something that I think that Broncos fans will rue and continue to rue. Uh, I think that if Kyle Shanahan's last name was Johnson, I think he might have got this job two years ago. And he didn't. And uh, the 49ers are in a much better position for it. And if the Broncos had hired Kyle Shanahan, I think they might be in a much better position.
1: Yeah, I agree. Especially, like, he'd be able to get more out of Case Keenum. And, and,
3: and well, maybe uh, Case Keenum isn't even the quarterback. Who knows? True. There's, there's all sorts of variables there. Um, but I think that they'd be better off. Like, look, they he was able to have a – I'm not going to say good, but competent NFL offense with Nick Mullins, the quarterback, this year. You know, that's yeah. – uh, uh, I didn't see anyone with, that was working for the Broncos be able to create that kind of a yeah. that kind of play system.
1: Play action whisperer is all man. Uh, him and him and McVeigh, um, they just get so much out of play action, and and they're able to set it up so that they that they're able to get those looks. It's just it's quite brilliant to watch. Uh, Detroit Lions, as we mentioned, fired Jim Bomb Cooter. I'm not really excited about the uh, about the, the the Matt Patricia year uh Ezekiel is heading to free agency uh, i
3: always suspected it's very unlikely that he's back
1: yeah he just he's injured too much but like i'm i'm mentally prepared for uh, Ezekiel lanza to you know be like on
3: the pillar of health on some other team that's
1: exactly been... yeah to be just to be uh on on Pittsburgh right and and be like oh Ezekiel lanza on on a on a nice cushy deal for the Steelers because he's he's whatever and then he plays all 16 games and has you know, a dozen sacks or something like that. So, I mean, he was never a bad player when he was on the field for the for the Detroit Lions. But it's just he just was never there. I don't. I mean, only the Detroit Lions could take a beautiful thing like a shutout victory in Lambeau, which something just w- w- like a comet. You know, something that comes around <laughs> one, once in a lifetime and and, and just ruin it by <laughs> dropping. Five spots in the fucking draft. God, that's irritating. But uh,
3: so I've got the uh, the draft order in front of me right here, and uh, I'm just looking at all the tiebreakers and, and all that lovely stuff. And the Lions are picking eighth. If they were five and eleven, they would have been picking. Um, they have been picking fifth.
1: Yeah, they, so. they would have leapfrogged all three of the the other five. And they
3: would have leapfrogged the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Buccaneers.
1: Oh, God. Oh, and it's never going to. Speaking get of
3: better. teams that really improved their draft position, Tampa Bay was five and seven at one point. They finished five and eleven.
1: Yeah, good on them. <laughs> uh, let's see, Texans, Colts are both in place. The Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, Jesus. Um, the the Leonard Leonard Fournette's got to go.
3: Oh yeah, he's got to be out of there.
1: He's got to be out of there. But like. He's, doesn't he have some contract where it's like no, it's com- like nobody's going to trade for it because he's well a seven dollar cap or something? He's he's a he's a he's
3: a running back who was drafted fourth overall.
1: Yeah, and, he, and those and those guys, if, yards. if if if
3: they're good, those mm-hmm. guys can be valuable. Now one can argue um as great as Saquon barkley was this season for example mm. could they have got more value if they're paying a, another running back that level of money who's a veteran i don't know i'm i'm not going to get into that mm. but if you got a running back who you draft that high who isn't good as Fournette has not been great like he's been a good battering ram near the goal line and stuff like that but mm. he's got a lot of volume but as far as efficiency he's not been
1: great 3.3 yards. Um, for, yeah. for seven million a cap hit right now. Yeah, you're you're not gonna find any takers for that. How many how We're many guys? Have... Like Bill, let me ask you this how many how many guys that are on practice squads right now could get you 3.3 yards a carry for significantly less than, than 7 million?
2: I would say most of them if you have a somewhat competent offensive line.
1: Which the Jaguars have a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. right? When right. people are healthy. God, that that is really bad. And he's gotta go. And now there's these Jalen Ramsey might be on his way out rumors.
3: He Yeah, that that, those have been around all season. I I I I don't know if that's what's gonna happen.
1: No, yeah, I think that ultimately, but they've got to move they've got to do something with Fournette, but like I what's do you, um by any chance off the top of your head or if you have it in front of you, Craig, know what would happen if they just flat out cut Leonard Fournette?
3: Uh I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh I would suspect that it's uh, they, they took some guarantees out of his contract because yeah, that was the of other these thing recent that was... violations, yeah. so they might be able to just walk away from this deal right now. I
1: think they can. I thought I read that somewhere that that they can just be they like, be, like,
3: do you really want to do that with a guy who you picked fourth overall two I, years ago?
1: I I don't know, man. But like, it's it has not been pretty with Leonard Fournette, and like, no. I mean, and and here's the thing: if you're a Jaguars fan, and like, mm-hmm. I'm,
3: I'm like, let's look at the rest of that particular top ten: Jamal Adams. Pro Bowl safety, great player, taking two picks later. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, taking yeah. eighth, which I know well, you don't want a running back, but Christian McCaffrey is a guy who has a huge impact on your passing game, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and people know this at the time. I've always been a big Christian McCaffrey fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started slow. He, he did not have a good rookie year, but this year he was phenomenal, right? Like It just it took well, him a while to get acclimated. Yeah, and and I think that you could also
3: use the argument that mm-hmm. uh, it took Norv Turner becoming the Panthers' offensive coordinator exactly to use him.
1: Good, good, great point. Uh, okay. Nonetheless,
3: and then you go down the tenth overall, and ho hum. Who's sitting there? Oh, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback, Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, oh. This may be why you don't take running backs fourth overall. That's yeah. all, or at least so running backs who cannot have a huge role in your passing offense. Mm-hmm. Of. So, Agreed. if you're talking about a Christian McCaffrey eighth overall or a Saquon Barkley second overall, I don't necessarily love it, but I can understand. It. And
1: the, the Leonard Tom... Fournette fourth overall. Uh, I have a hard time with that. Yeah, the Tom Coughlin thing was hilarious too, because he just absolutely gaslit him and friggin' who was the backup, uh, T.J. T. Yeldon. T.J. T. Yeah. Yeldon just and like nobody would have been talking about that whatsoever, right? Like I never would have been talking about, oh, Leonard Fournette was just sitting there with a hangdog expression the entire time, and and like. Here we are on, on this podcast, now talking about it, because the general manager of their team just went out there and was just like, hey, look at these two guys. And it's like, why would you do that? And it's just like, uh, he's just trying to get rid of them. So bad. Um, uh, Miami Dolphins, Adam Gase is out. Does Adam Gase find more work as an offensive coordinator, Bill? I think. Or, yeah. um,
3: I Probably. Yeah. I think Adam Gase might find, be, find himself as a head coach this season. Still yeah.
1: Still? Okay. I
3: think it's a, there's a non-zero chance of that. Okay. I think um, Adam Gase is a decent coach.
1: hmm Like, it wasn't
3: his idea that the quarterbacks were Ryan Tannehill and Brock Osweiler. He didn't come up with that.
1: That's true. Um, Those
3: were the quarterbacks when he got there.
1: Yeah, there's so. but, I mean – We've discussed the Kyle Shanahan making Nick Mullins and stuff like that work. So I mean, yeah. if Adam Gase, uh, but but
3: not. But I, I don't know if anyone's everyone's going to be able to do that. True. I'm just forgetting the fact that the Broncos didn't have Kyle Shanahan. But mm-hmm. you know who was Broncos offensive coordinator at one point? Adam Gase, or at the very mm-hmm. least, he was deputy offensive coordinator because the quarterback called a lot of the plays. But uh, this is a guy who was able to create an offense around not only Tim Tebow but Peyton Manning. Yeah, you can do both those. You've got something going on.
1: Where would Adam Gase be good? Let's try to find a home for Adam Gase right now. Uh... I mean, maybe he goes back to your Broncos, Craig. Would you take Adam Gase, head coach, of the Denver Broncos? John always
3: already said that's not going to be something that happens. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, uh, did he give uh, a particular reason for that, or did he just kind of go... He just said he's not on the list. So okay. I don't know what exactly that means.
3: Maybe... Uh, When he left to be the Bears offensive coordinator after Fox was fired, there was some
1: unpleasantness.
3: I don't know. Now, I don't know if the Broncos would have wanted him back. I think Gary Kubiak would have wanted his own offensive coordinator for obvious reasons. I've got it.
1: Adam Gase, head coach, 2019 season. He goes on the Adam Gase revenge tour. Adam Gase, head coach of the New York Jets.
3: I watched that. And if you're Adam Gase, Sam, you're like, oh, yeah. Sam, Darnold, Sam Darnold, that's a yeah. that's yeah. hell of a lot better than what I've been working with now. And that's now. a guy now, he can sculpt the, the roster. The Jets roster, that's, the, like they, they don't have many great players in that roster. Mm-hmm. Darnold's a good reason to want to coach that team. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Jamal Adams earlier, and there's a few other good players, but it's 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 pretty barren of talent sort of beyond the very top of the roster. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, I think that you could do some things with
1: that offense if you're Adam Gase. Yeah, that's the, that's the one I'm, I'm yeah, that's staring money at just right it. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't the Jets have something like all of the cap space or something like that like next year? The Colts,
3: year? the Colts also have all. Yeah, of the, the cap Colts space. Yeah, the Colts
1: are the other big one. Yeah, with, there's uh,
3: a few teams that have a lot of
1: space. Yeah, uh, and they're in the playoffs this year. And and they're. Uh, yeah. They're yeah they're making moves. Um, your Minnesota Vikings, Billy. Yeah. Um, I'll just I'll just let you say whatever you want to say about the about the Vikings right now.
2: I'm, I'm not giving up entirely. Like, again, I I said it before and I'll say it again. They had some great games this year. Um, They just need to find a little more consistency in the offense and haven't had to say this in a while, but consistency in the defense. Um, You you could lean on that defense for a long time where competent play got them where they needed to be. Looks like we're no longer there, but now we're getting a little bit better from the offensive perspective. Uh, I think they can be a playoff team next year. I think they probably should have been a playoff team this year. You look at a couple of these games that they took L's on that they really shouldn't have, or ties even worse. um, And they could have gotten to the playoffs this year. So I think they'll get that
3: tie against Green Bay. Week two is a win. They're in. Mm -hmm. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, uh, I, 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 here's the thing about the Vikings is this is your group. Yeah. The guys that are there right now. And there's a lot of great contracts on this roster. But the guys that are there right now, this is your group. They're not going to be going out and spending a whole lot of money in free agency because they can't. Um, and does this mean that Anthony Barr is on his way out? Possibly. We'll see. We'll see what they can do. They've got a pretty, pretty good uh, uh, cap management group over there. Uh, but I, uh, I think this is your group. I think that this group can be better. I think if you get a little healthier on the offensive line and maybe you hit a draft pick or two on the offensive line, that makes a massive difference because as much as cousins took a lot of heat for what was going on in that bears game, he was running for his life a lot of the time or getting balls out way earlier than he wanted to a lot of the time. they a great, a lot of hits. what he took
2: a lot of hits this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that it just
3: throws you off, right? This like, is the second time in three years where the Vikings offensive line has been really, really hit hard by injuries. Um, now you can't go out and help that offensive line of free agency for a couple of reasons. One, there aren't a lot of great offensive linemen who are available in free agency. Two, again, you have no money. Um, we'll see what they decide to do, but I think this is your group, though. You're, you're you're not getting away from this group.
1: Yeah, it's just funny that you mentioned the offensive line because, like that, like obviously uh, there is a lot made of the uh, Adam Thielen. Kirk Cousins' little verbal exchange of obviously two guys who were not happy with the fact that they were about to lose to the Bears and not make the playoffs, um, and I, I didn't think much of it other than it was just they were both pissed off that they kind of blew this opportunity. But I mean, it really should have been the two of them kind of yelling in the direction of the offensive line, right? Like just yeah, fire or at the, the
3: very least, it it's just, the two of them. Like you yeah. know, I, I like when those types of things happen on a sideline. <sighs> yeah. It doesn't really bother me
1: no it's because it's it's guys getting fired up about
3: these are guys playing uh competitive these sport, guys playing
1: uh, yeah and they, they, they want to win yeah so, exactly that's yeah. all it was they, they wanted to win yeah. like because i i remember the the infamous like one of the best games, wins in the history of the detroit lions was uh the matthew stafford fake spike game right where they just absolutely stole a game from the from the Cowboys and then Des Bryant was on the sidelines yelling at everybody. Right. And, and Witten had to go over to him and be like, dude, you know, kind of shut the fuck up. You know, all the cameras are on you. You're making this worse. Right. And it was just like, uh, you know, and, and that's just De- Des Bryant who, you know, was not necessarily, didn't not necessarily the best guy of all time, but that particular instance, that was just him getting fired up. Right. Cause they, they just blew what was a winnable game and, Although Adam Thielen, I mean, if he, if one more time and it all of a sudden be a reputation, right? Cause th- there was this with Kirk Cousins and he had that like Bill Belichick thing that kind of went on under the the year. See game. that? Yeah.
3: that yeah. That's okay too, because yeah. he's pissed. Like he's pissed about something and he's young at the other team's coach, like yeah. whatever, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's see. Patriots, Saints, we'll talk about later. New York Giants, I mean, we, we don't really need to go into big detail on them. We did a little bit more last week talking about what the hell they should do with Eli. Uh, Jets, Todd Bowles is out, and as we discussed, they should go and get Adam Gase. And then, as far as the Jets go, it's just sign good, pl- sign decent players to good contracts and draft well, and you'll be fine. Like, I like I, I know that goes for every, any and all teams, but, but it especially goes for the Jets, because you've got your quarterback, right? So... Just, you know, try not to make any dumb decisions, right, is, is all it is for the Jets. Good luck. Uh, Oakland Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Pass. Uh, well, why just... <laughs> I'd like nothing to say other than like for us to just sit back and 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 watch the fire spread, right? Like, this is yeah, really. All you can do. There's no
2: people. draft pick that's going to make them a good team.
1: Yeah, well, they—they've well, like, they, got three. Yeah, they've got a bunch though, right? Like, Fair they've enough. Got, yeah. They've got holes everywhere and they've got tons of picks. It's just—is—is—is is, is Gruden going to prove everybody wrong, or are we all going to sit back with uh you know Jerry Seinfeld style with a cigar, just going like, <laughs> right? You know, just
3: the thing is. <laughs> With Mike Mayock being hired as the general manager,
1: oh
3: yeah, God, which is interesting. But we ha- like we've been seeing this guy talk about what he wants out of drafted football players on television yeah. for years. So we should have some ideas to where they want to go with picks. Uh, yeah. uh, pick uh, four for sure, and then unless the Bears or Cowboys win the Super Bowl or advance the championship game, uh, picks twenty-five and twenty-seven, which. I think when they made that Amari Cooper trade, they did not expect that draft pick to be 25.
1: My, my favorite Mike Mayock line of all time was the, the 07 draft. Um, and you can go back and look at Like, just, like, Google Calvin Johnson um, draft. And when the Lions select him at two, Mike Mayock, I swear to God, looks right into the camera. And, and like, this is a direct quote. He goes, now you have to ask yourself, why not Brady Quinn here? <laughs> Right? it's just like, oh, God. <laughs> like, when you go yeah. back, and, like, I understand he was saying that based on the... I re, I understand there are several factors involved that make him saying that, but it's still just like, oh, that's, uh... Woo. <laughs> that's not so great. Um, Steelers. Boy, howdy. Um... Is it time for them to move on from Mike Tomlin, Craig?
3: I think that if that was gonna happen, it would've happened already. Uh...
1: True, true.
3: I, uh... don't think so Mm -hmm. i don't think so but like like i I know that there have been some things that have happened that like you know losing games that against teams that are really lousy and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um as far as i can tell and look i'm not in that locker room obviously but i think mike tomlin has the respect of the guys in that locker room i don't think he's overmatched on game days but Mm -hmm. so like if they had fired him i would have understood but like I, i i get this one too
1: yeah, and the it's,
3: Steelers it's, are not a are not a franchise that nope. makes changes at the head coach position very often.
1: Three, three times, and that's not even in our like three times in franchise history, isn't it? That they've had. Yeah, no, not quite franchise history,
3: but uh, uh, if you look back to to Chuck Knoll, um, basically three he,
1: coaches in our lifetime. We are all thirty plus, a little bit over yeah. thirty. Yeah, uh, I mean. Chuck
3: Noel was the, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers from 1969 through 1991. Yeah, Bill Power was hired. He retired. Mike Tomlin was hired. From 1969 until today. So Mm -hmm. 2019, if Mike Tomlin starts next season. Mm -hmm. They will go for 50 years. Three
1: guys as head coach. And a bunch of Super Bowls in between all those 50 years. All three of those guys will have won the Super Bowl, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. I mean, they have a chance here with this number two pick that they got. This could be a real uh, 1998 spurs or was it no sorry that was 97 spurs right uh whichever year, i blocked it out of my head because the celtics had the best draft odds that year of getting tim duncan but this this could be their their spurs slash uh indianapolis colts thing where it's like the one time our guy got hurt we got an extremely high draft pick and we were able to get another kind of franchise guy like let's say the cardinals do something stupid and the niners are able to get bosa and then they've got Jimmy Garoppolo back healthy, and they still got Kyle Shanahan. This this could you know that they would have you know the pieces in place to really, oh, yeah. really get after it. So uh, yeah. I here's my theory: if Bosa gets drafted by the
3: Cardinals, the Niners aren't using this pick
0: because
3: mm-hmm. they've that's got this this advanced forward-thinking front office. Yeah, and the, 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 those teams are the ones that trade down, mm-hmm. and there isn't anyone that you look at and you're like, oh yeah, that's definitely the guy that should go second in this draft. Uh, I think the Niners would, would accumulate some draft capital there, is what yeah, they would
1: do. Yeah, that's actually, he, like If yeah. you take Quentin yeah, Williams' second,
3: like, he's obviously a game-wrecking type of defensive tackle, and every, when he gets drafted, everyone's going to be talking about Aaron Donald this, Aaron Donald that. Mm-hmm. Um, good player. I think that sometimes with Alabama defensive players, mm. and maybe the same goes for Clemson defensive players now, too, is there's so many great dudes around, it's hard to... I'm not saying it's impossible to tell, but Sometimes it's, oh, yeah, if you're on an all-star team, everyone looks great sometimes. Um, Clemson and Alabama's defenses have been so dominant lately, but perhaps that's the situation. I'm not saying Quentin Williams is going to be a bust. I'm just saying that it's it's something that I would consider at the very least. Nonetheless, um, I I, I look at the Niners, and I don't think that two is a spot where they're going to be like, oh, we have to take somebody. So I think we might see them trade down, especially if some team talks itself into Dwayne Haskins or Drew Locke being like the guy.
1: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have said that they're bringing Jameis Winston back for twenty nineteen. Has there been a team in the National Football League over the past five to ten years that has tried as hard and has tried as consistently to remain as mediocre as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It is it's it's ridiculous. Bad. Like like this is laughable. Like this is this is it's borderline offensive. The, the, I don't understand how Jason Light does job. Too. Why
3: does Why is Jason Light still the t- like when you fire Dirk Cutter? Why aren't you saying like you know what? Everyone's gone.
1: Yeah, right. And he's the guy. Yeah, Everyone's when he brought fired in Dirk Cutter, yeah, you, they need a a full on clean house. Like like the, why are you letting him hire another head coach? This here. How about this? I, I like I'll say this: the, the Buccaneers, and and this is going to be a very Canadian comparison. They're the Oilers of the of the NFL. At this point, oh, except... I, I think that's really mean to the Buccaneers. <laughs> Fair, but like, like,
3: I, I, like the Buccaneers don't have the best player in the league and still manage to be awful.
1: True, yeah, it's just. <laughs> well, I was gonna say they're they're the oil... just in terms of how they just they're just so backwards and how they think and so like you understand where I'm going with this, right, Craig? When I when I when I say it's just like perhaps I'm being a little over the top because I'm just I'm so fucking fired up with how the Bucks because God, th- this team should be good and they just don't consistently. Sh- like, wh- attempt... Why should it be good? Well. Like, well, we, they've they, had some they, guys in the past. They've had some moments in the past where we have thought that they're going to be good because they've had like really nice pieces, and it's just they they consistently shoot themselves in the foot with with dumb front office decisions and hanging on to you know drafting Jameis. Now, I'll I'll admit I thought Jameis Winston was going to be good because I watched him destroy teams in Florida State, and he was the first like Florida State guy in a long time. Like obviously I laughed at like the Christian Ponders et cetera et cetera when people thought those guys were going to be good, but Winston I thought was going to be good. Clearly he's not, and why they would bring him back with that guaranteed money or whatever he has on the back end of that deal that they wouldn't have to pay. I think that their thought process has to be this.
3: We don't know if we love any of the quarterbacks in this draft at five, which, uh, understandable. So bad, I man. Sure, if that's how you feel, I'm not going to argue with you. Hmm. We can give him one more year because we don't know what else we're going to do a quarterback. Again, I think they should have fired the people making these choices, mm-hmm. but I understand these particular set of this particular set of yeah. choices. I just, but I look at the roster and I just don't understand. Like, you know, like I, I get why people said, "Oh yeah, this is the year for them to break out" and all mm-hmm. this stuff before. But the the, the 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 draft record recently hasn't been good. I'm like, to me, it's not a case of this roster is underachieved. I don't think that. I think that this roster has been poorly constructed.
1: Well, it was two two or three years ago. They were definitely underachieving, and then this. Uh... <laughs> This regime that w- you and I have been saying should have just been f- fucking fired, <laughs> which they should have, has now been drafting for those three years, and they they have the, the roster's gotten day. worse, it's, yeah, and it's gotten so much worse. And they're they few skill guys. I think a couple of their their actual good players are free agents this year, and I fully expect them to jump ship. But it's just man, this this Buccaneers team, perennial disappointment, man. Like it's it's mm-hmm. and they try so hard to remain mediocre. Um... Washington, tenant Titans, don't really have anything to say about them. Um, they're going to be back next year. Pretty much the same kind of stuff going on, except hopefully a healthy Mariota because uh, apparently his injury is real bad, but he doesn't need surgery, I think, that they announced today, so that's good. Washington's not much else to add there. I don't really, you know, didn't fire anybody, didn't really do anything. Dan Snyder was on his usual tear, but, you know, what else is new? All right, that's it for covering... All of the teams that did not make the playoffs. Let us start with the Saturday game, four thirty-five. The Indianapolis Colts. This line opened up at Houston minus two and a half. It is now Houston minus one and a half. Bill, how do you feel about this one? I, I think the
2: I think the Colts could win this game.
0: I yeah. Um,
2: I I think the the Texans have made um, a pretty decent season about capitalizing on mistakes. Uh, but you get a quarterback like Andrew Luck in there, if he can play a clean game and they can not cough the ball up and not turn it over, I think the Colts have a better offense than the Texans and they can score more. So I, I think I like the the, the Colts here.
3: I, I like the Colts, too. I think that they're playing really well lately. I think the offense looks good. Other than that bizarre game in Jackson where they got shut out. Um, but look, they've won nine of the last ten. Yeah. Colts are hot, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I definitely, will. I think the Colts just win this game outright, to be honest. And I'll take the col, I'll take the Colts on the points, but uh, I think they win this game outright. All
1: right, yeah. So um, i I, I just, I'm gonna take Houston just because they're the short home favorite. I, I think, uh, I think they're, uh, I think Watt and those guys get a little bit. I think they make Luck uncomfortable. And as we've discussed, I mean, it, it's tough to say because both of these quarterbacks are just special. They're just really special, both of these guys. I just think Deshaun Watson does just. Just a just a little bit enough, and you know what? I'm gonna shoot my shot on this one. Are you ready for this, you guys? This game goes into overtime. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this game goes into overtime and is decided by by an overtime field goal. I think Houston gets it and they they win the game by three. And I think this is a a insanely high scoring, awesome to watch game. And I think it's great. We have no clunkers in this.
3: No, wild it's a good group game.
1: Well, you remember last year we had that Jacksonville Buffalo game <laughs> to, to kick off the. Uh, the, the playoffs with last year, Ugh. There's none of that this year. This is this is a great slate. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make one of them hot takey predictions and say that I think this game goes into overtime. But uh, God, this is gonna be a fun football game. I, I'm I'm gonna pick Houston just as the short home favorite. I like I like that, I like them now. Nah, I'm getting one and a half instead of the two and a half. Er, so I'm I'm gonna say Houston wins. Uh, Bill, what do you uh, what do you want in this first game?
3: Colts, give me the Colts,
1: and I believe Craig also Yeah,
3: also the Colts. the Colts.
1: All right. So I am the lone wolf on on Houston. Um, Seattle's heading to Dallas. This game also opened up at two and a half, and it is now Dallas minus one. Um, Craig, are you surprised that this was not the Sunday night game?
3: Uh, yeah, I, this must have been something weird in the network agreement because Fox mm-hmm. still gets this game. So
1: yeah.
3: uh, Fox having this out of that game as opposed to NBC. I don't know whether that flip flops or what. I was st- stunned that the Dallas Cowboys of all teams didn't get that four o'clock on Sunday spot mm-hmm. on Wild Card Weekend. That's typically where they put the, uh, the, uh, the 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 biggest game, if you will, the game they think that will draw the most uh, fan interest. Uh, I've got some good memories from uh, this particular slot. Um, the NFL yeah. thought that Tim Tebow would draw the most eyeballs and they were right mm-hmm. in 2011. Um, God, that was fun. Uh, yeah, it I was, right.
1: uh, I was in a red lobster when that, when that play happened, when that, when that, uh, Demaryius Tebow to Thomas happened, that was the last time yeah. I went to red lobster because it sucks. So, uh, they're, they're not, <laughs> red lobster will not be a, a sponsor of this podcast. Yeah, I was just going to say, if, if they were thinking about it, you'd yeah, ruin it. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> ruined it, but you know what I call, I'm, I'm not crusty. I'm not Krusty the Clown. Matt Pierce will only endorse... Actually, who am I kidding? I'll sell out in a second. <laughs> now, a yeah. just... word from my god, Yeah. our sponsors. Yeah, just not to Red Lobster, apparently, because that is shameful, shameful stuff. Um, how do you feel about this one, Billy? Dallas, minus one.
2: Give me Seattle. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, I have... Hated watching the Cowboys the entire year. I don't feel What's like they've love? been that good. <laughs> yeah, at, at least the Seahawks have played some great games out there. Um, I think the Seahawks are a better team. Simple as that.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree too. I'm going against what I what I said in the in the first game. Dallas is a short home favorite. I'm I'm going against them just because I I think Seattle is going to be. I, I think I'm also. They've, yeah. they've got the better coach. They've got the better quarterback. You know, and it, I just. You know, I, I, I really just think that Seattle just straight-up wins this game. I mean, may, maybe Dallas just does a, a grind-it-out Ezekiel Elliott getting, you know, 10 first downs a drive type of game, and they win. Like, that's the recipe for Dallas winning this game for me is it has to be an Ezekiel Elliott game, not a Dak Prescott game. But uh, I'm on board with Seattle. What about you, Craig?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm taking the Seahawks, too. I think okay. they're better.
1: So that's a clean sweep with the Seattle Seahawks.
3: Uh, Here's an interesting – just before we go on the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll, coach of the year. Is that
1: um, – I think well, that's
3: where my question. vote would go. I, I, I know people are going to talk about Andy Reid and Matt yeah. Nagy, but I think I'd vote for Pete Carroll.
1: I, I Pete Carroll would definitely be on, on my ballot, and I would take a long, hard look at, at Pete Carroll, but uh, – I mean, I, I think if ultimately if I had a vote, I think it would go to Andy Reid for me, just because it, it, he's made it look so, for the most part, so friggin' easy this year. But
3: it's so much fun, that yeah, that's... it's
1: so fun. But like grinding it out. But like if 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 people voted for for Pete Carroll and Pete Carroll ended up winning, I would not begrudge that that one iota. As opposed to like the to, to me the MVP at this point, fifty touchdowns, five thousand yards. It's it's it's. It's it's Patrick Mahomes. Any any other any any vote that's not agree. for Mahomes as an MVP to me is a farce, just an absolute farce. And the only thing they say, like the only argument they have as far as breeze is, is legacy and and wins, which is just dumb. But because mm-hmm. um, you know no
3: Patrick Mahomes, like when people think about the 2018 mm-hmm. NFL season, yeah, the regular season, like what what what's the thing that stands up to me? Like in the Chiefs' offense, the thing that is the the most yeah. the standoutish of the yeah. season. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even though they lost that, like, the game of the year was that Monday night, or even though they lost, they
1: were in that game, like... Mm. like yeah, the 55, like, yeah. 97 game or whatever it was, right? Like, the 100 to 90 game <laughs> between them and the Rams, that was yeah, the third, what was it, the third highest scoring game of, in the history of the league or, some guy yeah, or something? Yeah, no, the
3: only game where both teams have uh, scored 50, so...
1: Yeah, God, uh... What a delight that was, even though some people had to get on and be like, eh, I like defensive football better. Eh, that, <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. Um, God, I would really hate if Dallas wins this game. Like, I, I would I – would re- my only regret with this game is – I think you're right, Craig. I think Fox just has some sort of clause slipped into it where they're just like – if Dallas is in the playoffs, we get it. Fuck off, right? Like, yeah. like, it, like it's got to be that. But yeah, I think like, they
3: get. I think the way it worked, and I haven't looked into the it too much, but I think it, they get to. NBC got to pick the time slot this yeah. year. Fox got to pick the teams. Yeah, so, so it, Fox like we're taking the Cowboys, but they knew they were on Saturday. Night. Is Tony I think, Romo I, that, calling this game? No, because uh, oh, he's CBS. A CBS
1: guy. Yeah. So yeah. sorry. Yeah, sorry. My dream for this was, I mean. Obviously, it would have been pretty hilarious if Tony Romo was calling this game, right? Because at some point, they're going to show... Because like, they just won't be able to help themselves, and especially Fox. And at some point, Cowboys fans are going be going, Fuck you, Joe Buck! Right? As Joe Buck goes, Well, you know, we hate to... Sh-. like this. He's going to say this. He's going to go, Well, if you're a Cowboys fan, you know we hate to show it, but we gotta. And they're going to show Tony Romo botching that snap yes. back in 2006. Like, it's just going to happen and it would have been pretty damn funny if, <laughs> if Tony Romo <laughs> was in the booth while they were showing that clip, right? It just would have been like, be like, hey, Tony, you remember the worst moment of your career? Let's run it, right? <laughs> I was at a
3: party in Guelph when that game was going on. Yeah. And I went outside, and there was a guy in a Seahawks jersey, like, across the street. And I'm like, what happened to the game? Mm-hmm. And the guy explained it to me, and I didn't believe him. Yeah. This is before I had, like, a cell phone with yeah, every exactly. like Twitter and the whole thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: I didn't believe him. Like, there's no way that's how it ended. And like, like,
1: yeah. get
3: home, turn on Sports Center. Oh, well, I'll yeah. be damned.
1: And the fact exactly that Romo, yeah, the fact that Romo was was the one holding the he was the fucking because they always have the backup quarterback. Yeah, As your Ed youth, Ed only became too.
3: the quarterback because of injuries. Exactly. whole. So
1: he was still the holder, and it was like, oh my god, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous, right? God, it's still still one of the all-time weird things. It, I, what would have been the
3: Alzheimer's if he got in on that scramble?
1: Yeah, true. Which, yeah, I believe it was like Lofa Tutu. It was close. It's somebody, somebody who, who yeah, uh, it was
3: Lofa Tatupu, yeah. yeah,
1: who tracked him down. Um, man, that was that was crazy. I was in a I was in a keg watching that game, and I remember at that point like. Everybody was glued to it. And nobody cared that I wasn't actually cooking food at that point. So, and if the keg wants to sponsor us, they can go right ahead because they're much better than Red Lobster. Um, so yeah, so we're all taking Seattle in this one, and and hopefully we can just put an end to this this Dallas Cowboys charade that has been uh, uh, that that has been perpetrated this entire 2018 and and into 2019. Um, God, I just couldn't stand if they were winning, and you get shots of fucking. Jerry uh, Jerry Jones and his cronies up in the booth clapping and stuff God that's always irritating. Next up on Sunday night or one o'clock actually Sunday afternoon or the one o'clock game, the Los Angeles Chargers head to Baltimore to take on the Ravens the Ravens laying two and a half. They were all the three games we've mentioned so far originally opened at two and a half. Uh, the other two have moved this one has stayed the same. I would wager. I don't have it in front of me, but I would I would guess of the three game of the four games, this one probably has the least amount of action on it as far as the ticket count goes. Um, God, Baltimore and the Chargers. This is a tough one for me. I think both these teams are great, but I am going to I think stick with my gambling principles, and I'm going to take the short home favorite and the really good defense in Baltimore. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the two and a half with Baltimore. What do you think, Craig?
3: ah uh, see I'm tempted to take the this is this is the uh yeah the I, the least sure I was out of any of the games this weekend
1: I, I I agree which is why I'm just I like I I have no strong feelings either way so I am sticking to the just the gambling adages and i'm I'm gonna take the shorthand home, home favorite with Baltimore and uh I think um, that here's
3: this is the one thing that I've seen this a few places but it makes sense Mm-hmm. One of the ways Baltimore has been able to get teams in this recent Lamar Jackson-fueled streak is Mm -hmm. they're doing things on offense that no one else is really doing in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. The Chargers spent a week looking at this offense not long ago and played against this team. Mm -hmm. Does that give them an advantage in trying to shut things down a little bit and try to contain the Baltimore rushing attack? Because here's the thing about the Baltimore rushing attack, is if they can't consistently get first downs using that, they're in trouble.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, absolutely, it does. I think it. I think it's 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 always hard to beat a team twice in the same calendar year, although it's not the same calendar. This is
3: this is the same. This is the same month essentially. Yeah,
1: but exactly. It's, that it's, game was
3: it's, week 16.
1: Yeah, it's more or less. It's less than a month away and and but like yeah i just i i have no idea i would like th- this game could go either way for me either either team could win this foot could win this football game for me i don't i don't fe- I, I don't uh, to me if if,
3: if if it's a blowout the chargers are gonna win
1: true yeah, yeah. well there's no recipe that baltimore i think would need if it was going to be a blowout baltimore would need two two defensive scores
3: yeah score right? several times on yeah. defense or something yeah for, for um but yeah to me to me the the rest of your charges blow it as simple. It's oh, yeah. Baltimore can't run the ball and Rivers just gets a ton of chances. hmm I understand that offense didn't look great against Baltimore's defense last time. I I get that. And Baltimore's defenses look good, but they also haven't looked like unbeatable either. Browns put up twenty something on them this past week. Mm-hmm. Um I think that uh I think I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Okay. But I'm not like super in love with the pick.
1: How do you feel about this one, Bill? Uh <sighs>
2: I think if you asked me three weeks ago, I would have taken the Chargers and laughed. But mm-hmm. the Chargers have, as far as I can tell, have played some of their worst football in the last three or four That's weeks. True. And the Ravens have played some of their best football yeah. in the last three or four weeks. So I, I think I got to go with the, uh, the the hot hand, take the Ravens. Um, but if the Chargers play like they played most of the year, yeah, they could win this game. So, again, I'm not super confident, uh, but I like the idea of going with the Ravens into this one.
1: This is going to be a real fun game to watch. Like, this is the one I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly the most intrigued about. Um, next up, the Sunday Nighter, the, the big-time, primetime matchup. The Philadelphia Nick Foles' head into Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. The Bears in Soldier Field are favored by six. This opened up, I believe, at... Seven, didn't it? I've seen
3: this at six, yeah, five and a half, and seven.
1: Yeah. In so, different places. Yeah. a few few places. If you if you're if you like the Eagles, you can find a seven somewhere, I think. Um I like the Eagles. <laughs> this
3: is so no, stupid. Me too. This is no, so no, stupid. I, six, is yeah. six is too much. Six is too much. The Eagles are playing really much. well right now. Yeah. Uh I don't trust Miss Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Um no, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely taking the Eagles.
1: Yeah, like uh, Chicago may still win this game, but I, I, it's if they do, I feel like it, it's by a few goal. And and I mean Philadelphia, and I realize this is hot takey, stupid stuff, but Philadelphia has the magic pix- pixie dust right now, right? And it's just so weird. Now, Chicago may just beat that out of them with like Cleo Mack, and I, I honestly, I don't think that this. Don't,
3: the Philadelphia yeah. offensive line mm-hmm. is at least good enough that Chicago's front seven, which is probably the best front seven in the league, mm-hmm. it's at least good enough that Chicago's front seven won't be able to just do whatever they want. Yeah, so I think that that presents a bit of an advantage for the Eagles that the Bears aren't used to. Or, uh, the Bears aren't used to having to go against something like that. Because mm-hmm. that that's how good the Eagles' offensive line is. So
1: I just I know you guys are kind of sick of the Nick Foles narrative. I know you, Craig, you've expressed some some woes there, but I just think it would be so goddamn funny
0: if Philadelphia <laughs> won this game.
1: Well, I, here's 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 honestly
3: this is how I want the Nick Foles thing to end. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want them to win this week. I yeah. do, and then I want them to go to the Superdome next week and lose by forty that's okay. how i want this well to yeah i want that to let's happen just, because let's... of that
1: 18 to 1 super bowl ticket that i yes. have for so i will you know me i will turn coat very quickly right like so i'll 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 be on the eagles this week but if they if they're in the superdome next week i will be like i'll come on this podcast going fuck nick Foles! right? Like, just you know me i'm i'm loyal to no one uh chicago minus six what do you think bill
2: I think that Chicago is not the type of team that's going to run up a score on the Eagles here. Um, Do they win the game? Uh, Maybe. I'd say even probably. Um, But not by a lot, so give me the points.
1: Yeah, so all three of us are taking the points as far as the spread goes in this one, I believe. I am writing that down. Uh, Before we get out of here, let's uh, just, uh, not even against the spread, let's just go ahead. Uh, Bill Craig, who wins Indianapolis-Houston? Colts. Colts I'm gonna say Texans uh Bill Seattle Dallas Seahawks Craig Seahawks I agree sweep it uh Chargers Baltimore Bill Baltimore Craig Chargers I'm gonna say Baltimore uh Eagles Bears who wins Bill Bears Craig Eagles i'm gonna say eagles as well so i like i like that god this is so this is going to be a great week of, of of football i think for for some reason i feel like all of these games are going to be close this is the
3: second best week of the year next week's the best week of the year this is True. the second best week in the year
1: yeah this one this is this is a lot of although for whatever reason i feel like there's going to be some blowouts this this in the divisional this so might these end games up, all look too close these games i for whatever now i'll uh, statistically i would think that it's unlikely that all f- like three of these games will be four of these games sorry will be decided by a possession or less but i i just have that feeling that that all four of these games are going to come down to it and i like i said i shot my shot earlier and i said that the colts in houston i i i said that game's going into overtime that's my my big hot take but like dallas seattle i <laughs> like all of these games for whatever reason i see getting settled by like a field goal so and whereas next week you know i i could see like I could see the, the you know the Rams because we got all the heavy heavy hitters coming out next week with the the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Saints, right? And uh, the Patriots are always <laughs> God. The, the Patriots suck, and they're still going to make the Super Bowl. <laughs> God. I I don't think that's true. So I think dumb. that
3: they. That said, if the Colts go into if the Colts do wind up winning, and they're the team that goes into Arrowhead, like that's that's
1: a game for yeah. for the Chiefs. Well, um, that, does that happen, said. Well, we, we mentioned said, the Tony Romo thing earlier, Craig. If, if the Colts go into Kansas City, it's the site of Andy Reid's probably worst playoff loss in, in
3: the Tennessee in his loss a year
1: ago. <laughs> it's oh, also all right, call <laughs> oh, man. He's got some bad ones on the resume. Yes, but, he does. Like, he's got so many. He's also got a lot of really good playoff wins on the resume too. But uh, yeah, God, That's you're right. <laughs>
3: It's The, the AFC is a little bit of a minefield because mm. I think no matter which of the four teams get out of this weekend, they give Kansas City, New England a game. Yeah. I Whether agree. it's Houston, the Colts, Baltimore, the Chargers, any of those four teams give Kansas City or New England a game.
1: That's I fair. I guarantee you the Patriots fans are, are hoping the Chargers win that Baltimore game. I don't think they want Baltimore coming to. Uh, no.
3: Oh, I, I couldn't yeah. agree more with that. They want nothing to do with the Ravens. Yeah. English, uh, man. A coach that has won how many playoff games in Foxboro? At yeah. least two.
1: Yeah. And, like,. Convincingly too, I believe both times, and then uh, yeah, one and one that he
3: when he could have won if Lee Evans had held onto a football.
1: Yeah, Lee and, Lee, and then Billy cundiff I believe, missed yep. like a gimme kick right after, and that Lee Evans thing should have been like by old. foot That was the year they enacted the. If I'm not no, mistaken. No, no, it was this.
3: It was last year for the Jesse James one, also against the Patriots. Um, but no, no, yeah.
1: no. I just but no, but the the Lee Evans thing I believe was the first year they instituted the nonsense like you've got it that was that was the first year of the uh, a wide receiver has to catch it get both feet in bounds land in bounds ball can't move he's got to take it home put it in his trophy case and uh it's got to stay in the trophy case collect a little bit of dust and then and nah. only then can we call it a uh, can we call it a catch like that. That was that for the for the Lee Evans one, if I if I remember correctly, because I remember thinking that was a goddamn catch, and it was just like, uh, so annoying. Uh, still though, Billy Condiff should have made that kick. Um, that's it for this week. Uh, we will be back obviously next week talking. Uh, we're going to break down these wild card games and whatever happens and talk about the, the divisional matchups. And hopefully, we got four super exciting games to break down. Uh, Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Uh, we're on iTunes as well. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only, though. And as always, uh, please download, but you don't have to listen to us prattle on. Um, Craig Needles, Bill, Mr. 51%. Uh mm-hmm. good talking to you guys as always and I uh, can't wait to break down these uh, wild card matchups next week with you guys. Uh, take care. Huh. All right. Take care everybody.
0: The